Welcome to the Nutra Narratives Podcast. I am your host, Gigi Naval. This is the place where dietitians and dietetic students share their stories centered around food to all things nutrition in order to inform, empower, and bring some inspiration to your day. My guest for today is registered dietitian nutritionist Ernie Lin. I had the privilege of working with Ernie while he did his community rotation with me at Drayson Center and working with him and his classmates on their research study. Up until before our conversation, I thought Ernie was still up in Stockton working full time at a prison hospital. I was happily surprised to find out during the interview that he is much closer to us these days. While he is still working for the correctional facility on a part-time basis now, he has taken on a vital role at University of California, Riverside. Well, hello, Ernie. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Thank you for having me on. It's been a long time. Yes, it has been a long time. I'm so excited to talk to you. Uh, trust me, the excitement's all on my end. I've been trying to get back and, and see everybody at the campus for a while now. Ah, oh, wow. You must be really busy with your job. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, been, it's been pretty hectic. I'm working a few jobs at the, at the moment, so it's not one singular job. It's two at halftime or more. Whoa. Okay. So let's just back up a bit. When did you graduate from Loma Linda University? I graduated uh, spring quarter of 2017. Already? It's been that long. It has. (laughs) (laughs) And that was with the MS degree. Yes, uh, that was MS uh, non-nutrition bachelor's cohort. That's right, because you have already... A degree before you came to Loma Linda, mm-hmm. and that was uh, a degree in. That was a bachelor's in psychology. I think that's a great combination that you have there. I think so too. It's definitely helped um, a lot, not just with patients, but also through navigating uh, pieces of the the career world. Ah, okay. You're going to have to shed more light on that. <laughs> So then after you graduated from Loma Linda, how, how soon did you sit for the RD exam? Excuse me. Uh, as, soon, problem. as soon as we got the papers that said you can take boards, I registered for the earliest date. So I think it was probably within four to six weeks of us, the graduation date. Okay. Um, I, took, I took it in July, if I recall correctly. Yes. So you were one of those early, early takers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very strong belief in um, if you have all the materials and you're fresh out of uh, clinical rotations and, and, and senior seminar, uh, while it's still fresh mm-hmm. in your head, hit the review hard and get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are words of wisdom from someone who has been there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then you passed boards, and then you started looking for a job. Yeah, very, very immediately after boards, you know, it took took like a day or two to celebrate. And <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's all we had time for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Looked at um, 
pretty much most of the online job sites, uh, wherever they were posting. And I was sending out applications local, far and wide, just any, really any position. Okay. So what was your first job that you landed? The first position that I got, um, I was working in the prison system. So I know probably most of our students, if not even most of the RDs, um, don't realize that the prison systems do use that. Our state prison system does utilize dietitians. Yeah. Um, it required a, quite a quite a re, quite a distance of relocation. So I went from Southern California up to Stockton. Stockton, that's right. That's where you went all the way up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Yeah. It's a, it was, it's a prison, that one specifically is a prison hospital. So not every, not every facility that we have statewide, um, is a prison hospital with licensed beds, with medical, like medical, um, staff on hand. Ours is very much a, um, I would compare it to a pretty big hospital minus some of the more specific acute care pieces. Okay. And what exactly were you doing for the patients over there? That position, oh my goodness, uh, it was by far one of the best first jobs I think anyone could ask for. Um, it There was a, a huge clinical piece. We worked with uh, renal patients, diabetes patients, obese patients, end-stage liver, wound healing, enteral feeding, um, psychiatric inpatient, uh, pretty much everything minus TPN. Okay. Um only because we didn't have the facilities to store the TPN bags. So that was part of the reason why we didn't have that. I um, see. And that was, about, that was about 50% of what we did there. Then we also oversaw food service. So we did kitchen inspections. We were doing tray line audits and overseeing both uh, career staff and inmate staff on the kitchen line and production. And we're doing a nutrition analysis for menus, menu planning. Um, we didn't really touch too much on the procurement part, but we ended up doing a lot of the... Uh, we were running inventories as well, trying to do uh, predictions and started working on like car levels and stuff before I left. Okay. You had both worlds there, the clinical and the administrative side. That's somewhat mm-hmm. rare to have a job where you have both. It it was definitely a, a challenge. <laughs> um, and I, I realized afterwards when I spoke to other dietitians, either they were primarily food service and management, or the other half were working specifically in clinical with um, some educational pieces, but not too much on the food service side. Exactly. That's true. So in your thoughts, then, is that what made it a good first job because you were exposed to both worlds? I think so. Um, it was be- yeah, definitely because of uh, how the, the amount of work and the difficulty of work <clears throat> and managing both ends at the same time, uh, I think has made me a pretty well-rounded candidate for pretty much any future position that I step into. Oh, I love hearing that. Yeah. So how long did you work there? I was there for um, from October 2017 to just last summer of 2019. So about a year and nine months I, I was in that position. Oh, very good. So then after that position, um, I, I was talking to the director or the chief of nutrition in that position. And, um, I let her know that there was a few university positions that had opened up. Um, one of which was in Riverside and happens to be at my undergrad school, UC Riverside. 
Oh, really? Yes. No so, way. So I came down and interviewed and it was only a part-time, like right when I got to the interview, they clarified that this is only a part-time position. And I weighed a lot of the options of, you know, finances and relocation and, and, and the support systems that I had in the two different locations. And um, I ultimately made the decision to come back down here and work in the <laughs> university system. No. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I had no idea. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's very fun being there. <laughs> yes. And what are you doing there is my next question that I'm just dying to know. So this side is definitely a lot more uh, food service and administrative, but mm -hmm. there's a huge component of the community as well. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the, my title is the Nutrition Education Coordinator for UC Riverside. Um, on the administrative and food service side, I do nutrition analyses. We look at um, the different, I'm overlooking all the recipes they've gone through in the last year, but haven't had someone come through and actually look at the components that go into it. And I'm also doing like, um, I make sure that we, we denote the different allergies that are there. We do some research and development for current menus at the retail side. So all of our campus restaurants, I'm going through those menus too. Um, we're reopening the barn, which is, Ooh. uh, one of the most centralized, uh, locations on campus where people go just to relax. And, um, they're reopening it almost, uh, in, in a style where you would get the same quality food as if you went to, uh, like, uh, BJ's or Prohibition or some of these fancier, oh, like the state actually, since it's rentless. Oh it's, it would be, my. Can yeah. anybody go and eat there? Yes. Like so, community people? I mean, we'd love to go and eat there. And oh, yeah. Out. There's, uh, there, the opening date hasn't been set yet. Oh, okay. There was this last summer has been, was a lot of uh, taste testing. So that's a great part of the job. <laughs> <laughs> what a fun job. <laughs> and it is open to the community. That's where a lot of the local bands or up and coming bands, um, they come through and they play oh, on Friday sweet. nights. Good to know. Well, once that place is up and running, please let us know. I definitely will. I will get Chef Corey. <laughs> Um, Dr. B Talk, Mrs. Woosley, Mrs. Fanique, I'm going to round up everybody and we're going to go there and eat lunch one day. That sounds really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'd love to see you there too. So, oh, this is so exciting. Congratulations, Ernie. You're thank like you. all smiles. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so the other component, the community part, um, after doing the food service, I do work primarily with the uh, the residents in the dorm in the dorm halls or the residence halls wow if they have any uh, nutritional needs or whether whether that's um, like a genetic you know the the genetic metabolism uh, errors of metabolism inborn errors of metabolism okay or they have food allergies or they have specific needs um we meet one-on-one -on -one and we can go over how we best accommodate uh, their dietary needs on campus oh. and kind of navigate them Great. um there's also the the piece um, where they can reach out to me and we can have one-on-one -on -one sessions in terms of nutritional counseling or motivational interviewing. And a good deal of them have already um, messaged me or we've met up regarding uh, body composition change, strength gains, muscle accretion. <laughs> oh, guy, that's so up your alley. <laughs> All the fun stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a dream job there, Ernie. Yeah, I'm currently working on developing... Um, 
the position also into a staff wellness, like a corporate wellness position. Mm. So I'm, I'm putting those pieces together right now. And we should be starting uh, staff in services come this April. And then we're going to do a staff. Uh, I'm going to call it's called an empowerment uh, camp, which is going to address their their health risks. And we're going to take their blood pressure, their resting heart rate, their body weight, their body fat. And then see um, if they want to bring their labs, they can bring their labs. Um, but we're going to go over those pieces and see what we can do to either improve their health profile or addressing any individual goals that they may have. Wow. So, but you're the only RD that, that's doing all this? Yes. <laughs> no wonder we haven't seen you since you started this job. <laughs> you're doing busy. all the work. Yes. Uh, well, for, for that specific part of campus, we do okay. have, um, there is a healthy wellness uh, initiative or like a, uh, an assembly that meets. And mm-hmm. I've recently just kind of been put on to that one because of how much work was uh, required previously in this role. And as we're taking care of a lot of the pieces of checking off boxes, I've been able to sit in on some of those meetings. Mm-hmm. And uh, our own very, our very own graduate, Cassie, is also in on that committee. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> Cassie Grenewald? Yes, yes. Aww, please tell her hello from me. I will. Uh, so she she actually has been doing the bulk of all of that, the actual campus outreach. So really? I'm just sitting in on it now and trying to help out where I can. <laughs> oh, that is excellent. Does Cassie still work there? Yes, she, she still works at UCR. Um, okay. I, mm-hmm. I believe I- she's a tra- training coordinator there. Got it. Okay, very good. Wow. And so this this new job that you're doing like as a whole it is really utilizing your forte i think do you think it is i i think so i get to interact my the best part of the job is when i actually get to interact with people and and see clients or see Mm -hmm. students Yes. Uh-huh. And is that service to them um free or do they have to pay additional to see you or is that part of being a student at UCR? It's complimentary. It's free. It's all included. Oh, I I love this. You have the best of all worlds over there, I think. Mm-hmm. And as long as I can continue to grow the physician and show them uh what their needs are across campus, not just not just in the residence halls, but all across campus. Um, wow. Yeah, hopefully we can grow that position. Yes. So in order for this position to really grow, you have to have vision. And it seems like to me, you are this visionary person to make this really work and be far spreading out throughout campus, your services. Oh, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're welcome. I definitely see that in you. Mm-hmm. And so then you said that you have other jobs. Is this the only job? This is uh, so I currently work 44 hours a week. Um, this this job at UCR takes up uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Those are eight hour shifts. So that's 24 hours of the week. And then the last uh, Thursday, Friday, I do 10 hour shifts. I still work for the prison system, um, but now I'm no longer inside the prison. Okay. Um, I transitioned over to telemedicine. Wow. That is excellent. And you're doing consultations that way? 
Mm -hmm. All the doctors who, so we have the unlicensed, the facilities that have unlicensed beds, um, where a lot of them are uh, general population. There might be a, a few medical beds there, but it's not as intensive as the other ones. And anytime they uh, have a consult for a dietitian, generally it's, edu I would say the majority is education. Um, some of them have mastication issues, but a lot of it's education around the pieces of diabetes, obesity, hypertension, um, hyperlipidemia, a lot of dietary and, uh, and daily activity or daily habit type, uh, type, type components. Okay. And this is the same prison system that you have been connected with since in Stockton. Mm -hmm. Same. It's still state prisons. Um, no longer on contract now. That's when I'm hired to the state. Okay. This is truly amazing. <laughs> and so is there anything else that you're doing <laughs> right now job wise just just those two okay for the, for the time being for the time being yes okay congratulations on all that you've been doing ernie thank you and from your experience of interviewing getting jobs what are your thoughts regarding Pay like when students graduate from the program and they start looking for jobs, how important is it for them to really bring up the topic of, you know, pay that is worth their services? From what I've seen uh, in our field, time and time again, dependent and re almost regardless of graduating class, uh, our students and students across the nation tend to not ask for what their what they're worth or what mm -hmm. their value is um i don't mind like so my first just to give you an idea like give the the audience an idea yes uh my first position straight out of school um with i guess technically zero experience minus clinicals and all the other rotations and hours that we did mm -hmm. uh i was netting so after taxes and everything and benefits and healthcare, I was probably netting around 70,000 a year. Oh my <laughs> netting. Yeah. So that, that was the net. Uh, yeah, that was, that was the net. <laughs> oh, wow. How did you get that to happen for you? Hey, it was very quickly, a uh, spur of the moment. I applied for a position online. Um, the recruiter called me and said, um, I thought they had a typo when they li listed there, like, oh, this is your weekly pay. Well, and uh, I talked to my recruiter and he, he said, like, oh, no, like, that's really the pay. There's um, there was a different differential for like, you know, it's prison system. It's out in the middle. It does require some sacrifices. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Um, prison system's not exactly a desirable uh, position to be in either. And it required relocation. Um, so those are components that factored into that pay. Um, okay. But it's fair. It's, it, I think it was very fair for what I did there. Um, and Got it's it. definitely pushed for the rest of all my, um, salary expectations, which the two positions currently are pretty close to meeting that same amount right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. Okay. 
that is amazing, though, for your first job, first experience <laughs> to get paid that much. <laughs> and so we should continue to encourage our, our alumni as they continue to find jobs to speak up and really say, I am worth much more. Yes. There's what, what I see most is um, students or postgrads will come out. And they'll reason with themselves that, well, I really technically have no experience. Mm. And so if they're getting offered, I think the average down here is between 30 and 35 starting $30 mm. an hour as a per diem or as a part time with no benefits. Um, the way I calculated loan payments, like you don't make the minimum payments. You won't make your rent. You won't make your gas, your food, your insurance, any of those at that price. So they need to make sure, sure that. Whatever position they go into, if it's half-time or full-time, it has to be benefited. They should be asking for at least the state average. I think it's around 67000 Okay. Um, state average. That's a good guideline to go by. And what they really should be pushing for, um, especially like I think our grads just tend to be very type A and very good at what they do. <laughs> um, I, That's a compliment, everybody. <laughs> I, I, I've said this when we were in the program too. Like they should be expecting in the seventies, starting coming out with a master's degree and the amount of student debt that they have. Mm -hmm. I agree, and more, yeah. And, yeah, and more. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna have to keep spreading that news and encouraging alumni and some yeah. of your friends right now that you're helping with study for the exam. Mm -hmm. Make sure they know that message. Yeah, I try, I try to. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm going to switch over to, so what about for you, personal nutrition practices every single day? What's important for you to follow or embrace? At least this, two to three. I think this kind of changes for the, like individuals as they... Food is a very personal relationship. Correct. I think that thing that's why a lot of us went into this field, whether it's for performance or we lost weight or there was something about it. Mm -hmm. um, and as I as I'm going through this, especially after grad school, um, and schedules have gotten significantly busier, um, I just kind of follow that. There's really, and we've talked we talked about this before. Like, there's no bad. There's really no bad foods. I agree. Per se. Yes. There, there's foods that are more nutrient dense for you that are better options comparatively to other ones. But I don't want to demonize a food by any means. Mm -hmm. Um, and then have people feel like they shouldn't be eating these, these things. Um, so right. it's, it's okay to indulge, make sure it's in moderation. Um, and then if you can choose the healthier choices or if you're going to have something that's a little more, um, something that's, I guess, not, a, not the better option. Pair it with a pair it with a, a pretty nutrient dense option. So you still have a pretty well rounded meal. I love that. Love it so much. You learned well. <laughs> <laughs> it took a lot of. Uh, I think the personal experience is what what kind of drives all of that change too. It's true. It's yeah. true. And when you're counseling the college students. What is one of the advices that's just like so important for a, a student who's busy, who's in school and to stay well? 
it's it's been it, it's been varying between the individuals um mm-hmm. with those consultations i try to see currently what their habits are and I, I don't make drastic changes it's really incremental steps and additions to nudge them towards healthier behaviors yes. um so i haven't had uh one like a one size fits all um mm-hmm. recommendation for any of them really love it i just made a post on instagram using those words one size fits all doesn't exist when it comes to eating well. Mm-hmm. Some, some of them eat two meals a day. Some of them don't have the time to cook. Uh, a lot of the freshmen are limited to what they can get in their meal plans, which is either residential restaurants or eating on campus. And uh, if they don't have transportation, they can't. They, they don't have transportation. Um, they can't go grocery shopping. And the dorm halls don't all have kitchens either. So. Oh. There's a lot of challenges around those pieces. Okay. So that's definitely true, especially in that scenario where it has to be tailored to mm-hmm. to their even their living situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the, the last thing I want to talk about, which I'm dying to find out about, is what is next in your career? Is it academic goals to continue in an academic direction as far as another degree or to continue where you are at? Uh, the short term. Short term being like next five years. Okay, let's I, talk the next five years. I've been looking into PhD programs, oh, yes. doctoral programs, because, uh, you know, we're all just, we're not getting any younger at this point. So let's speed up the process and get those doctorates. <laughs> Good <laughs> for you. You're starting way earlier than I did still. So you're still ahead of the game. And considering that, I think this last report that went out, only like three or five, it was single digit percentages of dietitians had doctorates. So why not be in that single digit percentage? Absolutely. Um, I attended a session for a PhD in leadership at Cal Baptist. Okay. It, it was it was okay. I wasn't particularly um, passionate about any specific research topic, so I'm still weighing those. I'm still weighing the, con- the I'm still considering whether that's the program for me because um, I had also considered either a doctorate in physical therapy or a doctorate in clinical nutrition or a doctorate in nutritional biochemistry or food science. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that is great. It's so varied. It is. And that's that's where the uh, this, these next steps is. I'll continue working these two positions. And um, I need to start looking at personally, like what I can what I can do or what I can give back or what impact I can provide um, to the career field and also, you know, to, this, to the surrounding community. Um, so whether that's going to be certifications or starting a business um, or right now trying to narrow that down. Okay. This is exciting. This, this point in, in your life where you're trying to figure out the next chapter that will be meaningful, not only for you, but the people you serve, the community mm-hmm. at large. And it's really nice that you're taking all that into consideration. And God will definitely be guiding you just like he did for me. So, um, yeah, God bless you on, on that journey of figuring things out. It'll be exciting once things are narrowed down. I, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. But I'm glad you're looking, you're considering different options. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, just having the varied background between psychology and nutrition and how it's tied into each other. I think we don't have to be pigeonholed into just straight nutrition or chemistry only. Um, mm-hmm. It will all apply and come together to make you a more effective provider. Oh, well said. Well said. Yes, your strong foundation already of psychology with the nutrition really positions you to soar really high in the next chapter of what you choose. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, Ernie, is there anything, um, last words for like our future dietitians of tomorrow or those who are going to be graduating soon or who just graduated? Any words of encouragement? I have a few things, actually. Um, Really just just two things. Okay. Go for it. The first one is, um, as I'm reviewing boards and studying and seeing the difficulties that um, some some students and postgrads may have is uh, taking tests may or may not be your forte, but realize that the last two or three years, depending on the program, um, you have pretty much day in and day out practiced this information, synthesized this information over and over again, and you do know the information. All it comes down to is being able to recall it and you know, being confident in your answers when it comes to boards. Um, don't second guess those pieces of information or your first, your first choice on the, on the test. Sometimes that's going to be the turning point or the make it or break it. So don't be nervous. You know, the information, you just have to pull it out. Um, and then the last, the last thing I want to say is, uh, before you graduate or if you just recently graduated, really look at your finances. This is not really nutrition related, but look at your finances. Look at your student loans. Look at what your expected monthly is. And you have to make sure you know what your income is versus what your expenditures are on a monthly basis. Um, by doing that, you can definitely, as, as much student loans as we've had from that program, um, you can take pretty good hold of it. I've already finished paying mine off in about two years from the first payment. So, Oh, Ernie, congrats. That's totally blowing me away. That's so fantastic. Yeah, it definitely takes some sacrifice. You still have to live like a grad student for a few years, but... You know, a few jobs and working 60 hour work weeks and putting all your extra money into it, it def two to three years is very doable for fully paying back your student loans. Wow, Ernie, that is spoken like a very, very well experienced and mature registered dietitian with a good head on his shoulders. Oh, thank you. Just taking mm-hmm. it, taking it till you make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ernie, no, that is great. I know that you have experienced a lot and you've really been so careful about these decisions that you've made, but it has truly paid off. And to talk to you about all this since you graduated, it is very um, inspirational for us to hear that you have moved forward very well. Thank you. Um, well, I hope, I hope the students in the audience that are listening, um, if they could take any advice, if they could take any helpful pieces from this, that's great. If they want to reach out, they can. Um, I'm open to... Okay. So I was going to ask you that next. Can I provide your email address that I have? Is that a good one? Or is there another one you can give me that people can reach out to you? Um, you know, grad students or s- students that have graduated, alumni. Yeah, that 
advice? I can, I can, uh, you can provide that one. I can also give my UCR email, but that one's my prime. That's my primary one. So that's your primary. Okay. I'll Mm -hmm. put it in the show notes then. That'll be great. Thank you. Ernie, thank you so much for taking the time to share with me. I know you're so busy with these two jobs that you are involved in. And it really means a lot to me that you took your time to to share with us. It was definitely my pleasure to be on the show and to see you again. (laughs) Yay. And we'd love to see you in person. So please come by and visit us. I'm I'm going to try to make that happen around... I don't, is spring break? I don't know when that is, but yeah, we'll try spring to make break that is sometime happen. In, okay, good. Yeah. Sometime <laughs> in March. <laughs> so, and God bless you in all that you're doing and you are serving a great university as well at UCR and they are so blessed to have you. Thank you. After talking to Ernie, our conversation made me wish I had his strategic planning skills of paying school loans in a short amount of time. It definitely is amazing how he pinched his pennies during that time to help position himself in a much better financial place for the future. For those of you who would like to contact Ernie, his email address is in the show notes. So far, we have nine episodes in this podcast, and if you are someone who is considering a nutrition career or just listening in to glean some helpful and inspirational information, hopefully you have noticed that once a person is a registered dietitian nutritionist, there is a myriad of niches one can go into in this profession. Different dietitians do so many different things under the nutrition umbrella. If there are certain dietitians or dietetic students you would like to see interviewed on this podcast, please send me a message at gginavalrd at gmail.com. Or you can send me a voice message in which the link is available if you scroll all the way down past the first episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Please join us for another episode on the Nutri-Narratives podcast. Until then, eat well to live well.